Welcome to the Pitch It Movie Podcast. My name is Peter Bune. I'm Sean King. And I am Will Pintarge. And this is episode 80 of the Pitch It Movie Podcast. We're still in Los Angeles on Podcation. We're in our Silver Lake location. And we got an amazing, fun episode with a great guest. Who do we have on the show today, Sean? Uh, we have a wonderful, talented individual from uh, from Long Island, actually. Yeah. A hometown guy, just like us. Uh, his name is Rob Galuzzo. Uh, Rob is uh, a prolific horror journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done so many projects. He did an amazing psycho documentary called The Psycho Legacy. Uh, he wrote for Blumhouse.com, uh, Fearnet, and he has an upcoming project called uh, Frights and Insights on Hulu, which sounds awesome. It's like a video magazine. Right. And Rob spent his whole career interviewing his horror heroes and uh He's done dozens of appearances on DVD supplementary documentaries and all that stuff. So Rob is here to save us in the jam that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And that Hulu show is also—they're also doing a, uh, a video version of his podcast, Shockwaves. Shockwaves, yes. And uh, he was all—he also—he's also from the podcast uh, uh, Killer POV. Killer POV, all right. And, and going way back, he did a website called Icons of Fright, right? But uh, yeah, he's best known for uh, Killer POV and Shockwaves. That's right. And Will. He was on the show. We pitched a really fun uh, horror-themed, monster-themed movie called... It is uh, Dark Squad and the End of the World. That's right. Edgar Wright's Dark Ed- Squad. Edgar, yeah, Edgar right. Wright directing, and it's a, really, uh, it's a really cool picture about a... Uh, you know, it takes place in the uh, Monster Squad universe mm-hmm. a little after, or many years after, rather... Uh, monsters have been introduced to our universe. Now monsters are normalized in society, and now even some of them catch each other. And uh, there is a nondescript warehouse somewhere in Los Angeles that houses several crates of monsters. And uh, they get loose, and they got to go hunting. Uh, but gotta in, catch them all. They got to catch them all. And uh, <laughs> so you got monsters catching monsters. And so there's this weird dichotomy of uh, monsters. That's right. I mean, it's got a great cast. It's got too. a great cast. It's got um, it's it's got Doug Jones as the Gill Man, of course. It's got Bye. Seth Rogen as the Construct Frankenstein monster. <laughs> That's great. And McConaughey and Fassbender to round out the cast. To round out the cast as uh, Matthew McConaughey is the Wolf Man, and Fassbender is Dracula, and Millie Bobby Brown as the little. And not only uh, Edgar Wright regulars, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Simon Pegg plays the Invisible Man, and Nick Mm -hmm. Frost plays their... uh their weapons supplier. Yeah. And if you've never listened to the show before, uh, we come up with the pitch on the spot. It's not premeditated. Our guests help us because we have to pitch a movie to our boss, Mr. Hollywood. So listen in and figure out and listen and see how we get to this pitch. Uh, but before we start, I just want to encourage people to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook uh, at Pitch It Movie Podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Please subscribe and follow and do all that great stuff. Please leave comments. Uh, it helps. It matters. And this is episode 80, Edgar Wright's Dark Squad and the End of the World with Rob G.
with Rob G here, this is kind of a Long Island reunion. We haven't seen you yeah. in many, many years. This is we true. saw you at uh, Monster Palooza a couple years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah, yeah. was this your first time going to the New Beverly, by the way? It was. First time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's one of my favorite places on earth, but really the, the Long Island equivalent was the theater that you guys ran. Simmar but, Center. But, right. but I remember, uh, and I, I tell the story on, my, on Shockwaves all the time, is like, uh, I think a lot of those mi- like double features started at midnight. And uh, my memory in in uh, on Long Island, yeah, I thought that it was, was like ten the case. o'clock. Yeah, it was okay. a little too late for a double feature. Right? Yes, because yeah, I remember yeah. I did a double feature of Reanimator and Demons at uh-huh. the Cinema Arts Center. But my memory was it started at midnight, and so it's like three in the morning, yeah, and like yeah. the helicopters crashing through the theater and demons, and I'm like, is this happening for real? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so delirious Fuck right it, now because right. it's three a.m. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I had a lot of good times uh, um, going out to to that theater yeah. and hanging with you guys. So it's actually cooler now. Now that we left, it got. Like, oh so, yeah, it's much more hip now. <laughs> Actually, yeah. uh, they just a mutual s- friend, Matt Matt Roran. You know Matt Roran, right? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, from the music scene. Well, yeah, you're from course. the you're from the Long Island music scene as that well. Too. Matt uh, Roran. Yeah, too. Yeah. So sometimes I forget that those worlds can collide. They yeah. are the same. But now. Matt Roran is probably one of our last last friends still working there. Wow. And he has turned the the cafe into his own little world of like showing cult cult movies every Saturday night. That's cool. I know. So I know. He's keeping just, it alive. Yeah. They just did a sleepaway camp. Uh, that thing and brought awesome. Phyllis out. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And then we did Night of the Creeps with uh, b- 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 what's her name? Leanne Curtis. No, no, oh, no sorry, uh, sorry, I forgot. Jill Whitlow. Similar. Yeah, Jill Whitlow. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, and then yeah, there's the retro picture show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, anyway, they're keeping it alive, yeah. at, even in our absence. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. But how you moved here eight years ago? Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's been eight now. I mean, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, um, the five towns, or as I like to say, where Goodfellas took place, which isn't exactly uh, bragging rights or anything. So like Rockville just, Center oh, right. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was in Lawrence. So it's like, you know, like Lawrence, Cedarhurst, uh, Inwood, like that, that oh, okay. whole area, basically right. the border of Queens. Yeah. Um, right. and so I think it was, uh, I'm, I moved out here in 2009, but for about three or four years before that, I was doing a documentary on the Psycho movies. That's right. And yeah, so yeah. I was pretty regularly coming back and forth between New York and, and Los Angeles because I'd work all week for like three months, save up money, come out here, shoot a little bit and come back. But I was also doing a website called Icons of Fright. Um, and every time I'd come out here on top of the dock, we would just do interviews and meet and hang out with filmmakers. And it was mostly people that I grew up just loving and admiring. And so getting the opportunity to either have a beer with them or break bread or whatever, was yeah. kind of like a dream come true. And, and just, uh, opportunity seemed, uh, um, you know, more rich here for me, I guess. This uh, is I where just, they were. This is where those this, people were. Yeah, this is where they were, but also, yeah. and this has only happened to me maybe two times in my life. I've done a lot of traveling, when, especially when I was really, really young, because uh, my my uh, my dad, my brothers, everybody worked for the airlines because we were right by JFK Airport. So oh, okay. it was just logical for all of us to work there. And so we traveled a lot, and um, I just immediately felt at home here. Like mm. here, and the other place where I thought I could live was Austin. Yeah, me too. But I, yeah, I haven't yeah, been yeah. there in like 10 yeah. years. But lo- <laughs> when I was there, I was like, yeah. I just felt comfortable in my own skin, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Like I, I definitely didn't feeling. feel that in New York. Yeah, I, I felt the same thing. And then I just went to Atlanta and I was like, I could totally live here too. Yeah. It's like Austin, Atlanta. LA is one of those places. And then, of course, you know, where you're from. But you know, right. some, yeah. sometimes it's nice. In the last few years, Atlanta out. has been like. Like coming up as like the, the new like Austin's Austin has always been cool. Austin is kind of like past cool. 
I, yeah. Well, I hear now it's overpopulated. Yeah. yeah. So. Atlanta's going to be <laughs> the that, next. In two years, it's going to be. The next Austin? The next Austin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, post Austin. Yeah, it's going to be like that. And then all of a sudden, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to New York all of a sudden. Well, then the it'll end. be like St. Louis or something. <laughs> it'll be some weird fucking city where they're starting to, you know, artists are welcome because they're not so much welcome in New York anymore, kind of. You yeah. Know, it's it's kind of like. Corporations are welcome. Artists, oh yeah, they're pushing they're everyone pushed out. out. Well, yeah, yeah. T- New York and I, I think London are like the two like most like so expensive to yeah. live there. I don't know how yeah. human beings do it. I don't know how you guys still live in New York to be honest. And anytime, yeah, and anytime anyone gives me shit yeah. about it, uh, there's there's this great Onion article, and I share it almost uh, very regularly, where it's like. Some like you know five point seven million New Yorkers realize it's a horrible place to live and move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I always share that with everybody anytime they tell me you know uh, it's like why like, you don't we don't know any better. <laughs> I don't know why it's a hard place to leave. It's the easiest place to leave. It's, it's like, uh, you know, the just... most. It's one of the most economically oppressive states in yeah. the union because of the taxes, because of the government yeah. that we have there. Uh, and it'll it'll continue to get worse because they have that like neoliberal view of things. Oh right, man! Like Let's we're getting get all to... deep in this shit. Man. <laughs> I know we're gonna start talking about economics. I, 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 and... I love economics. <laughs> no one Let's... makes no one makes enough horror movies about economics. That's know, that's yeah. a really scary thing. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay yeah. that's a good. Right? That's a good. Uh, Want to bring some start? fucking like uh, post horror right. thing into that? Like okay. the, the Romero and... touched on it a little bit. Like I just right. revisited yeah. Yeah, totally. I just revisited Land of the Dead, which I still will defend to this day. Is I think that's the last great of the. Uh, Romero. It's a fun movie. Yeah, and I mean the whole idea of like what the rich get to yeah. live in this giant building and right. everyone else doesn't. And it's they're so all cool. safe and oblivious to what's happening outside. Love which it. Is, yeah, yeah. I mean, and at the time that like that was that was, like I mean Romero. I, I remember I got to work with George Romero uh, at Big Apple Con. Like, yeah. we, oh, I was cool. on the news with him and everything. You were a zombie, weren't you? I was a zombie on the news sure, with him, yeah. and uh, <laughs> awesome. I got to work next to his table and talk to him because my haunted house was right there, and he and I. And I was wearing an Against Me shirt, and it said, Hey, George W., fuck you and your daddy. Uh, and, he, and he was just like, I love your shirt. I love it. I love it. And, uh, and we just we got into like deep conversation about it. Because he was, uh, I guess his father was Cuban, and uh, he obviously had like, you know, he, he was politically active in his yeah, movies. Had sure. a, look at like Dawn, Dawn of the Dead to this day is still like my most favorite anti-consumerist yeah, movie. Sure. And uh, it, like we talked about that on the last podcast, yeah, we did last week. We just just about, about uh, just about like how he put social context into things, and it's still to this day like no one really does. If you could do that with a vampire movie, like I guess you could maybe because like vampires are always aristocratic and. Uh, and sucking the blood out of, uh, blood out of <laughs> some people are, and I mean yeah. that's always ex- yeah, yeah. like you know obviously I only saw Get Out once, mm-hmm. but like I've read out like there's so much subtle um, you know social comment. Obviously, yeah. I mean it's pretty most of it's overt, but the stuff that's subtle is like really subtle and, and kind of incredible. So that's like something I'm excited to revisit again, and, and just in general, like they should do that. And I, that's I, what that's what makes, in my opinion, that, that that's what makes a classic movie that could be revisited twenty thirty years later. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, I mean, it keeps it relevant. Some things don't change. You're not even yeah, 40, yeah. 50 years later. You're right. not, and you're just, and you're not just. Jordan Peele just didn't make a movie. Like he put like his his he put context to things that he had thought about for a very long time. Things that mm-hmm. afflicted him and people that he was around, and that and that goes for any movie that's just like isn't there just to 
be a popcorn flick. Yeah, you know, or a jump scare. Yeah. yeah, or a jump scare thing. Well, and sometimes Hill. the timing, I mean, you know, because he made that before while Obama was president. Right. And so the fact that it oh, came yeah, out, yeah. Oh, oh, no, yeah, that was, was made, like, he made it like, a, you know, a year before Trump oh, or, you know. Oh, shit. So okay. the fact oh, that it yeah, came yeah, out like right, two yeah. months after Trump got yeah, elected is right. just the time. It's, it's almost like one of those knew. rare things. So it was like yeah. perfect well, for that campaign that I saw it two or three. I love Get Out. I saw it two or three times. And like Jordan, Keen Peele's comedy always was the best yeah. because they always had social commentary. Yeah. And probably the second or third time I saw it, um, I was thinking like, when he wrote this, it was probably, it's probably started off as like a, a, a com- comedic sketch. Probably. And then he like, tw- he, the way he filmed it, the way he yeah. twisted it around, you know, you could take any of those, some, some of those uh, Keen Peele sketches and turn them into extended films. Right. Yeah. Because all their, all their, all their jokes, all their sketches have a message in them. Mm-hmm. And that he just made it into a feature. I feel like we're going to make a movie with a message here today, guys. Nope. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, I want to, I want to explore how Rob, Rob, how did you, you got into journalism and, you know, kind of, uh, well, let's, oh, let's, God, let's yeah. go, let's go way go back. Further back. Wow, no, wow. let's go, let's go way back. Yeah. Yeah, because like you, you asked this of a lot of your people that you uh, interview, and you, you know, you do a lot of DVD supplemental stuff and documentaries and all yeah. this stuff. But go back to the moment that the first time you saw something that switched that part of yourself on that you didn't know was there. Like, oh that, yeah, that no, Night, stuff Nightmare on Elm Street, the original the, Nightmare on okay. Elm Street. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up on the Universal monster movies, but they didn't really scare me. They were just kind of like cool monsters. They were cool. I wanted yeah. to draw them. I mean, yeah. you guys know you're the Gooligans, so it's yeah, like right, there's yeah, just yeah. something fascinating about those characters. And you know, those movies were always on Sundays on on regular television. Right. But uh, my parents would drop me off with my cousins, who are just a couple years older than me, and. They, you know, it's like maybe nine or 10 and they just kept talking about Freddy Krueger and they just (laughs) kept explaining it to me like the first movie and, and it kept freaking me out. And then finally they sat me down and like, this is it. We're going to show you Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. And I'm like, okay. You and rented the tape. You rented the VHS. They, they either yeah. owned it or they had it off cable. I can't remember. Right. But they showed it to me and it it just blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, I was I couldn't terrifying. sleep for days. Yeah. I was so upset that they immediately followed it up with Better Off Dead to prove to me that Tina wasn't dead. They're like, no, here oh, she nice. is. She's breaking John Cusack's heart right here. <laughs> she so didn't funny. actually get killed. And inadvertently, those were my two biggest obsessions. Yeah, like the things yeah. that shaped me so much are 80s comedies and yeah, uh, I know you're a big Savage Nightmare. Steve Holland fan. I mean, Savage Steve yeah. Steve Holland yeah. is the first person I stalked <laughs> when I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, that's now, right. now we're buddies. He's he's a good dude. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so that's where I began was Nightmare on Elm Street, and then uh-huh. from there, it's like once you get that thrill. Um, you know, we grew up in the era of the video store, so I had at least three that were walkable from my my house, and they were like punk rock dudes that yeah. they wouldn't mm-hmm. check my ID or yeah, you know, they great. didn't care. They just let me rent whatever I wanted. Did you ever go parents. to One Twelve Video. One Twelve is the one out in Northport. Uh, Patchogue. Oh, Patchogue, yeah. yeah. Well, first Medford, then moved yeah. to Patchogue. Now Medford. it's gone. That's oh, way, that oh, was way man. out for you back then. Yeah, back yeah. Then. Yeah, no, there was a lot There was a lot of video stores kind of in the Five Towns area while I was, while I was growing up. And then eventually Blockbuster really annihilated them all. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, and then followed by Hollywood Video. Right. Um, but no, I was on top of the video generation and just renting everything that yeah. I could. And I don't know what it was. I just had a fascination for that and comic book culture because okay. – uh, I, for some reason, like, I, I guess horror was like cathartic in terms of uh, dealing with morality and also just kind of like, um, how terrible people can be. And it's, it's kind of like, Oh, terrible people get their comeuppings in horror movies. So it's yeah, kind of like yeah. that kind of catharsis. But then I learned my morality from comic from books. Superheroes and, and gen- yeah. I mean, you know, Spider-Man right. I, to, with, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. I know it's a cliche now, but I mean, that yeah. was like the most like 
one of the most important lessons I learned uh, from mm-hmm. comics, like early on, is like just try to do the right thing yeah. anytime yeah. you can. And so <laughs> those are the things that really shaped me. And I didn't even have any interest in. Um, I always loved films, but I went into the music scene for, for most of right. my teens and twenties and stuff. And actually, there was a period that I just didn't watch movies at all. That's because you know you can meet girls with a band. <laughs> well, they never it never worked. But uh, <laughs> well, most people can. At least you had the right idea because you're not going to meet. I girls had the right idea, but movies I should have been a drummer. Apparently, that's then I might oh, yeah? have you know gotten a little bit more attention. <laughs> the drummer uh, did okay. Drummers yeah. always did okay, yeah. but it didn't work for me. I was I was the, the sensitive artist that never was too shy to talk to people. Yeah. So uh, backfired. But then uh, you know, years later, I think it was it was around 2003 2004. I, you know, I'd gone to Fangoria Weekend of Horrors were like, oh, great. yeah, 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 yeah. But sure. Chiller was starting to become a big thing, uh-huh. you know, Chiller and then eventually Monster Mania. Monster Mania, yeah. But I, we were going to the Chiller All shows. All in New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was so cool. And then and me and my buddy Mike, I just met this guy, Mike uh, Cucinata, who worked at Hot Topic through Mutual Friends. And he mm-hmm. was the only person that like I'd be at a chiller and he'd be like, oh my God, there's Andrew Robinson. I was like, from Hellraiser and from Dirty Harry. And I was like, are we best friends? I think we are. Because like nobody got those references. Like Uh I was the one that would find the movies and like have to show them to all my friends because they had no interest in movie. They're like, oh, this is cool. Sure, let's watch it. Um, And so once I hooked up with Mike, we were just like, Basically, we created Icons of Fright, which our idea was like, oh, let's do like an extensive interview thing, because mm-hmm. uh, it was you know the infancy of of uh, the web of just the web in general. Yeah, like much, Fangorium, right. it was maybe a, a message board at that point. Yeah. Bloody disgusting was just starting up, and we were like, you know, it'd be cool to just like read extensive interviews. Yeah, you made like a magazine, yeah, a yeah. magazine, a monthly magazine right. that was kind of like Bravo's inside the actor studio. Yeah, That's yeah. how pretentious oh, yeah. we were about it. Yeah. But more, like, it was really selfishly because we would go up to like an Andrew Robinson type. Yeah. And just be like, oh, remember when you were in that movie? It was cool. Like, <laughs> you know, like Chris, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. <laughs> and we'd walk away after five awesome. minutes. Like, we spent like 20 bucks yeah. and just did that. We were idiots. And I was like, if we had a reason yeah. to interview them, we could make that last longer than Bring five a tape minutes. Recorder, yeah. right. Exactly. And so that was really, it was all naivety. We, I had yeah. no, you know, I was working, I was trying to be a musician. I went, got a liberal arts degree. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do uh, mm-hmm. with my life at all. And so the website was just for fun. You know, and, but that's where I got the most attention from anything I've ever done. And eventually that, now I remember looking at the back of a Fangoria magazine being like, I wonder what it would take to write for Fangoria. And they're like, send journalism samples and journalism degree. And I was like, well, I ain't never going back to school. (laughs) So that's never happening. But about a year or two years in Icons of Fright, Tony Tempone, who I'd been going up to since I was 15 years old, every Mm -hmm. year at a Fangoria weekend from 15 on. I would always go up and thank him at the end of the weekend. Be like, hey, I had a great time with my brother. And thank you for putting oh, nice. the show on. Yeah. And so eventually he just started to remember who I was. Yeah. And he asked me to contribute to Fangoria. And he's one of the sweetest men alive. Yeah, he's still, he's like, I still talk to him to this yeah. day. And he's just such a sweet, sweet guy. And he definitely made me believe it was possible. And he, right, gave, he right. gave me my yeah. first break professionally writing. He is, re- like, even still, yeah, the whole time throughout his career, he was always super... Uh, uh, inclusive. Yeah. I mean, you know, he would never kind of be too cool for anything. He would always 
try to include people just and i think yeah you know i think he got that lesson from famous monsters magazine yeah. and forest actor yeah. those guys were the closest to forey yeah, yeah it wasn't the, you know those they didn't shit on yeah. our like right. a billion websites do now they yeah. were all about advocating like this is yeah. so cool there's monsters in a movie yeah. this week let's go yeah, see yeah. it his little editorial notes yeah. are great you know let's... No, i think the, the horror community in general is very inclusive like once you find someone who has similar taste it, it in kind of monster yeah, yeah now and it's, the, well, it, you know, right right it's, right it's a, now well, the it's, internet has made it a whole now thing. it's very yeah. jocular is that what you're trying to say like it's very like uh yeah. well, well, like the I cool mean, kids are like uh well it's it, we're, we're all the outsiders right so it's like you find yeah, other horror right. kids it's the same as finding punk rock and being like i like mm-hmm. punk That's rock too you know yeah. and it's almost like the same people who like punk rock music also like horror movies yeah i think you were saying that like how did how did rockabilly and punk get oh into, yeah well, right before we were watching from dust till dawn that was always very it. fascinating to me and I, we yeah. talked about it last night it's like why did rockabilly and garage rock and and punk rock like why did the, the misfit kids into, yeah, always horror. always get drawn to horror because like i every punk like every punk kid i met on long island growing up in this punk scene was like they all they would all have like Return of the Living Dead t-shirt. Yeah, so they yeah, had fucking like, Frankenstein on the back of their yeah. jacket Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and, and like yeah. as a kid growing up, loving horror, loving Halloween and shit, yeah. it's like, and then getting into punk rock, I was like, this is, these are, these universes make sense well, with yeah. each yeah. other. And Sean's answer was pretty interesting. I, I, it's the, it's the most, uh, it's, it's the only way I can make sense of it was that, uh, yeah, they, they, that, that, those times where those garage bands were the, like the, the, the culture was also the times where like the late 50s, 60s is when Monster movies were on television twenty four seven, and they put out the the, the the Universal monster movies were round the clock nonstop, mm-hmm. and yeah, the bands just latched onto that. It became the popular culture, and right? Of course, that's going to seep into music, and then and then uh, the seventies really didn't have much, you know, crossover. Eighties had a metal monster crossover, you know, and then in the nineties it had you know a whole bunch too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what, what happened in the seventies? How come the music well, I, didn't? Uh, I don't, well, that wasn't. That, well, I don't know about music, but that was uh, disco was big. Disco, yeah, disco. <laughs> That's really what disco it was. Disco Frankenstein. Disco and horror never had a crossover. Why the fuck is that? Well, <laughs> you know what? No, that actually very brief. And in fact, the the mixes that I gave you have two examples of disco horror. Oh yeah, which thank are, you. By uh, the way. Amityville Frenzy, which is on the it's Lilo Schifrin's <laughs> no disco version of the Amityville theme Ooh. that's on the Amityville soundtrack. Oh my And God. let us not forget Friday Thirteenth 3D, which also oh, has a disco version of the theme. The best theme song so, of yeah. the series. Rob, Rob also brought us uh, <laughs> membership cards to his uh, to my collection. His, Rob's his, video. <laughs> no, that's shit. amazing. Look at this. Uh, it's, yeah, that's, oh, we have a very extensive collection. Listeners that's, can't see, but he has his own uh, video. These card. are great. These, awesome. My friend BJ Colangelo, I got to give her credit. She made me those for my birthday because she works at a, a print company, and that's uh, the it's joke, laminated and everything. Well, the joke is now. I mean, it's funny because we were talking about video stores, and that makes me sad to know that one twelve is no longer there. But yeah. there, there are none really. I mean, yeah. there's maybe one or two here and there, but. So now, like, I'm still a physical media guy. I have everything on Blu-ray, and I have, like, two walls worth of stuff and 3D and all that. And I just remember uh, um, an actor friend was getting ready to do a role, and she uh, she posted something about – I just rented Poltergeist for three ninety nine on you know mm. whatever, and I just texted her. I was like, "Why would you rent Poltergeist? I own it. Come you live the down the block." Right. Yeah. And so she came over and like literally got five movies. Like it was like Suspiria, like all this kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, and I just put it on a post it note, and yeah. you know to make sure I knew who has what. And so that's kind of been the thing is yeah. like now my actor and like director friends will come to come me because inevitably <laughs> I will have it. And yeah. it's you know because now you have to wait three days for Amazon or whatever. Right. It's like oh yeah, it's 
go to Rob's. So I jokingly was like, oh, Rob's video well, always open. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen, you know, if you can go on your Facebook or whatever, you see your fucking collection and it's just, I don't it's know. Wall to wall. Not yeah. a yeah. inch, of, <laughs> inch of wasted space That's, in your apartment. I love something. that, though. Like, if there's like, again, like, again, I don't like collecting a lot of shit, but like VHS tapes. Yeah. Like, That's I, the thing. Yeah. I, if I see a VHS tape that I don't mm-hmm. have or like, or I might have it. Like, I have several copies of... Uh, uh, we're back. I don't know why. Did you guys do <laughs> slashback video? Well, you did. Yeah. I was about to say. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because awesome. half of my shit is in there. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like, your stuff. Yeah. yeah. The Freddy poster, the Freddy doll, uh, the Bates Motel sign. Oh, nice. I had a whole section of my videotapes. So, yeah, I no contributed shit. quite a bit to that. Our yeah, friend's was... got, he's got art in there uh, as well. Uh, Mark Schoenbach. Yeah. Which, which one did he do? He's he a did... poster designer. Yeah. Yeah. He did the he did Return of the Living Dead too. Yep. And that's and... the one that's featured in on, on the new release wall. He did a Beach Party Massacre. Oh, wow. Pool party, yeah, pool party, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's yeah, a, he cool. does a, he does a ton of shit. Like he's great. That whole yeah. resurgence of of pop art. Well, you know what it is. I I I now, I've spoken about this before, but I think to and then you guys will probably relate. It's I bought a I got a book not too long ago. Uh, VHS covers. I think it's Todd Hodges put it out, and, and mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's like this great giant book that's just. VHS covers, mostly rare stuff, and it's broken down by genre, so it's like action and oh, cool. horror yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And in his introduction, he talks about there, there was that certain sense of comfort when you walked into a video store because it didn't matter if you were you know, a $10 million Hollywood mm-hmm. movie That's or right. a low-budget hard thing, yeah. you were still vying for the same audience. Your boxes were still next they to, were each, next other. to yeah. each other. Yeah, that's right. And what I realized, Well, not the adult stuff. Well, no, that was behind the curtain, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Beat it, the <laughs> of, beat uh, curtain. Yeah, but what I realized was I think part of the reason that I'm so obsessive, compulsive about it is because when you were in a video store, you were surrounded by art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all yeah. art. It's all creativity. It's all stuff that people made and it's like mm-hmm. all around you with the artwork with the movie itself and i think uh part of the collector mentality is just constantly surrounding you surrounding yourself with stuff that will inspire you like yeah, yeah, i do yeah. that all the time i look up at the wall and i'm just like oh yeah all right you know whether it's <laughs> yeah. something i want to write or what i want to watch for the night or whatever I, I think it's kind of a weird way of surrounding yourself with the things that inspired you it mm-hmm. was it was strange yeah. being in that slashback uh exhibit i guess you want to call it but it was just like it, it takes you back 30 or so years yeah. and you're you're a 12 year old kid just like learning about this stuff they were they, they did that setup real real it was well. great yeah. but but back then you were you were in a store and now you're in a museum and you're just like wow That's, this is this a little is, bit odd this is, is high art you now. can't touch this it like, you can't touch you can't touch yeah, it you can't touch the vhs tape can't pick and, it up and of like, course i met props to ryan turek who who uh, is the one that kind of shepherded that, oh, that was it. Okay, for, yeah, for that right, reason yeah. because yeah. he's like kids don't get it like you like and even some of them were like, "Oh, what's the big deal? It's just a big." It's like you have yeah. to stand physically in there, yeah, and you'll understand the second you're you gotta there. Pick up the dead, the dead pit. You know, yeah, a, a, a screaming <laughs> fucking case, and you get Frankenhooker, and you got to see like the the bleeders, bleeders yeah, one bleeders. with the blood gotta, pumping you, you through. Got, it. You got to turn the cover upside Holy down so shit. the cover bleeds. Yeah, yeah. And, it's a and, beautiful thing. And to think, like twenty years ago, you, you, like people were dumping these cassette tapes in the fucking landfill. Yeah, like and now, and then to, Will was jumping those, the dumpsters. Those, to, <laughs> those cassettes are worth hundreds of dollars. Each it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, but like now you get like some VHS tapes are like this one one VHS tape rape. This is the name of it. They had it at one it's video rape, forever. Yeah. It's called Rape. It's an Italian, uh, not even a horror film. No surprise but, from the Italians, right? <laughs> they were so good at getting away with that and making that look artsy. Um, don't normalize it, guys. Uh, but like that that movie right there with a good clamshell cover yeah. is like six hundred fucking yeah, dollars. Yeah, sure, wow. sure, yeah. Like you could pay if some people could pay rent with that. But you New know York, you know what's but, so cool now is that you could probably go on 
YouTube, I mean, you know, it's a lot of illegal stuff on there. But if you can go on Amazon Prime and search hard enough, a lot of those things are there. Yeah. Right. And they're there immediately. Click play and you're fucking watching it's, this thing. You know that what? Honestly, for, like, it, it is searching for 25 It's cool that for. it's there. And if like, you're in a bind, it's, it's great. But there is still Look. nothing like taking a tape out of the sleeve. No, no, absolutely Looking not. at the cover, putting the cover down on top of your VHS player. Absolutely not. Popping that thing. That's a, the sound that it makes when but, the plastic hits each other. Right, and no, but, it gearing but up. We're lucky because we, we had that tangible thing. And now we can we can have the ease. We have the best yeah. of both worlds now. So. And my favorite thing to do was to stick it in the rewinder, <laughs> rewind it. <laughs> the core. Give me all. Give me. I didn't have the car rewinder. I had a normal rewind. My dad had a normal rewinder. Uh, Be what? kind. Rewind. Yeah. I'll return it for you. Yeah. Right, Getting right. that. I'm, of course, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the book right now. But I've been reading a book that talks all about. Um, how young people that miss that, yeah. even because the people that grew up in the digital generation, there's it's called Revenge, the Revenge of Analog, okay. and it's um, it's a great book that that is like young people now. This is why there's a vinyl resurgence because yeah, sure. they grew up without that tangible thing, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, mm-hmm. I want an experience, yeah, and right. so that's why these things like VHS culture, which won't exactly come back, but it, that vinyl, like they're coming back in a certain way, and young people are kind of hip to it because they didn't get to experience it yeah, and kind sure. of want something a little bit more uh, tangible. So I don't know. I yeah. think there's hope. I hope. There's also like <laughs> great, there's also great movies on, no matter how bad they were. Like, yeah. like if anything, I always said like, that's what Hollywood should have went and remade the movies that didn't work. Like sure. instead, of, made, instead of, of remaking the movies that that's did work, though. start a fucking, well, no, because if you went back and remade Carnival, well, Carnosaur was actually successful when it came out, <laughs> but like a remake of Carnosaur right now would be like, all right, I'm into that, you know? Like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm hoping we're not going to, this isn't leaning towards pitching a remake. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, you never know. You never <laughs> know. We've done it before. <laughs> yeah. we got to get to our pitch, guys. we got to get to okay? work. Well, this, yeah. is, this is usually where you say, well, Rob G, I'm glad that you're well, here. Well, that's why I was, thank you, I've been waiting for Sean to say, well, Rob G. Well, Rob G. Luckily, you're here. It's a great thing that you were here. Thank you, and thank we, you. We saw you uh, running naked down the street, and we said, "What running were you naked? running from? Yeah, yeah. What was you naked, man? What I don't know, man. Around? I've been stressed up on my new job, yeah, and I just need to shed my skin. And just Congratulations, by the way. Thank yeah, you, we want to talk you. about that. We'll talk about that later because, you, sure, you, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Among all of your awesome projects, you know, we want to congratulate you on that and stuff. But, uh, but right now, here's the scenario on the Pitch Movie Podcast. Okay. Pete, Will, and myself, we had a whole week to come up with a movie pitch for our boss, Mr. Hollywood. Right? He gives yeah. us a whole week to come up with an awesome movie idea. Mm-hmm. And like every week, we did it again. Ooh. We didn't do shit all week, okay? We wasted <laughs> our whole week. Uh, even in Los Angeles, he's like, you know, just yeah. as long I, as I you like, get it to me by Monday or Sunday night. We're more professional procrastinators voice, so. more than professional pitchers. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So we blew the whole week, and now, thank God, we saw you, and we said, Rob, please oh, come man. in here, because now we have to come up with a whole movie idea from top to bottom, from soup to nuts, and we got nothing, so Rob... Please help us out. I mean, you're a historian. You've done a, you did a fucking whole like a comprehensive document. There could not be a better documentary on the psycho movies. I mean, oh, well, thank you. That's very like, kind. Like, so you've you know you you've studied these things. Uh, you've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of like iconic people in the. And industry. we've been talking about a lot of interesting stuff from like uh, collecting and like VHS and retro culture yeah. and vampire movies. We covered and, a lot of shit. Yeah, so and far. even like 
politics and ec- economics. God, so and, we can incorporate uh, all that. I have a really crazy radical way to start this, and okay, it'll good, either good. work or it will not. Uh, well, we'll tell so you. you guys <laughs> <test> <laughs> it. We're up for anything. And right, it, yeah. it could it could go hard if we if we push it that way. But basically, so uh, I get credit to my friend Josh Miller, who um, uh, the creator of Golan the Insatiable, uh, and he's done a lot of writing. He's writing. A, I think I could say he's writing the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Right what? Now. what? Yeah, shit. he's an animated awesome live action. Uh, it's both. That's a big it is, deal. Yeah, it's going to be pretty rad. So this anyway, going to be like a major motion picture thing. Yeah, it's Sonic. Uh, it has to yeah, be yeah. right. It's got to be big. Sega Pictures. Yeah, is it yeah. Sonic <laughs> in the real world? That would be fucking. Awesome. I believe so. God, I hope I could say that. Sorry, Josh. But anyway, uh, Josh is writing that, and I watch a lot of movies with him, and, J- and Josh's perception is just so spot on. And so uh, <laughs> he was over with a few friends, and we watched The Perfect Weapon. Starring oh, Jeff Speakman, yes, yes, was from what 1990 or so. I got the power. It had, the power was yeah. the theme song. I fucking love Best that movie. Opening, yeah, yeah, is, that when he, yeah, is that when he's in the room with like the he's just training for like ten minutes, to just waxing oiled up. You know, I will attack and you don't. Let me tell you, Jeff Speakman. I don't know. He was he was uh, kind of uh, the heir to like Steven yes. Seagal and yes. Van Damme, and it just yep. kind of had this one movie. Revisiting yeah. it now and, and uh, seeing how little he talks in it now, I understand yeah, why it was. Exactly. I think there was one behind. Like, That's an ironic name. Then, yes, last name is, he yeah. didn't speak a lot in that movie, <laughs> but so here's one of my favorite bits. So, there's a moment towards uh, the third act where he breaks into a warehouse, uh, uh, because the bad guy's there, or whatever, and it's just a normal giant warehouse with a bunch of workers. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we when we go in there, like Josh immediately is like, Look at all this bad guy stuff. There's just crates and crates of bad guy stuff everywhere. Like, yeah, well, like right for what? In, like what's in? What's it's in just there? crates. We don't know. It's just like mountains <laughs> of crates everywhere. Because eventually like, somebody's the body's got to go flying into it or exactly. something. Exactly. Right? Right. But it's like, but we don't. It, it's not a nondescript warehouse. So it's right, just right, crates right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, did they put in the script? Did the, like the director say we need a bunch of bad guy stuff <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> Cover it with like stuff. Yeah. So there was that. But more importantly, like, so Jeff Speakman is a complete stranger. Uh, Nobody that works there knows that he's like fighting, you know. He's the perfect weapon. He shows up and these warehouse guys. <laughs> They're like, shit, it's the perfect weapon. They immediately, <laughs> they immediately go to kill him. It's like, it's, just, it's <laughs> murder. Attacking a stranger. It's just, just murder. It's like, who's that guy? We better kill him. <laughs> oh, you know shit. I mean? They're that. Fuck him. He's so, the delivery guy bringing here's the us thing. bad guy stuff. I want to know. This is my starting point. I want to know. What is the job interview yeah. process for yes. this? Where, all right. Yeah. Good, good. You're going to work late hours. It's a warehouse <laughs> protecting bad guy stuff. And if anyone comes yeah. in, you will have to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of like, yeah, right, right. Oh, okay. okay, I could do this. What yeah, are the yeah. benefits? What are the benefits? Exactly. Is there a retirement? Is there a retirement? Four hundred one k. What do you yeah. got? So how do how does one apply for a job at a warehouse where like? you may have to kill someone in the middle of the night? This, no questions asked. I'm fine with that. And you're totally protected and fine. It's like, it doesn't matter if he's in the warehouse. Yeah. We have the right to murder this person. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there something there? Can we start with this, this job, is, this yeah, interview? This is good because... Uh, we can world build around these crates. And uh, we don't know what's in the crates. What, what is it? Is well, it mo- what, what if we find out... Yeah. When someone gets flung into a crate and it yeah. breaks open, that's when you. Find I would like to follow is. the bad the mm-hmm. the henchman more than like uh, the no name non speaking right. hero. Yeah, yeah, because you don't really you know you never have time to explore the body count like as characters. Right? What if the henchman? Like, what if the henchman? From what you're saying, what if the henchman? They get a job. They have a normal job. It's like their two first guys day. Or two guys, two and buddies? all of a sudden they see like oh like I never questioned any of the you know the interview process, and once 
this guy comes and breaks in and they're watching their uh, fellow employees Im- immediately attack and get flown into these crates. Once they see what's in the crates, they're like, holy shit, how, why did we, why do we have this job? And they, they kind of like explore further yeah. what they're protecting from, from within. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're morally like, I don't we, know if I could do this, but we can't just quit. It's our job to like figure are we, out. Are we talking, are we thinking comedy? Because it's like action comedy. It's kind of could funny. Be, could be action hard. Action comedy. Com- action if you want, I, I kind of, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Okay. Pl- I kind of want to put monsters in the. Crates. Yeah. What if there's okay, a supernatural yeah. element within these crates? Because I recently saw Hobgoblins, which is uh, okay. not a great movie <laughs> right. uh, by any means. But basically, they I think they're all in a film vault that you're just never really? supposed to open, and then like they inadvertently open this film vault and oh. a bunch of hobgoblins, aka critters, aka gremlins, yes. aka inserts. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, right, monster yeah. there. Your, your, the puppet, your puppet, monster. Whatever, the with, so what if like the guy that owns the warehouse is like a monster collector, and he's Ooh. got these specially built crates that yeah, hold them cool. in, yeah, right? Cool. And then this oh. random guy that's got a grudge against him for whatever reason breaks in. Uh-huh. And that's why they're trained to kill. It's like you don't understand the yeah. importance of these bad guy crates. Dude, it's almost There's like a, a uh, Abbott and Costello scenario. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah what right, if we right, update right. like a uh, Abbott and Costello meets the Universal Monsters? Basically, like, I love that we're coming yeah. up with the side movie to yes. Perfect Weapon. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to explain, yes. I don't want to explain the guy that breaks in. In the, in the Perfect Weapon universe? Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> in the that point. Scene, in that so scene? We open up with that scene. has one scene in the movie where he comes in and throws guys through crates. The power by Snap has play. Just one, the credits rolled, and then we pick up like right <laughs> yeah. at that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, I, I it's like a, it's like henchmen are just like they're cleaning up. Like, like Jesus Christ, did you see that guy? Like, look what he did. And then like they, they open up, then a crate's open, and then like right. that's, well, it's right. it's, it's right. splattered right. open. It's like crushed. Imme- like, so Speakman has thrown right from there. Yes, yeah. and a, so these monsters escape, yeah. right? And they they're out. What kind so, of monsters? I don't know. They could be all sorts of things. Crater monsters oh, yeah, are yeah, like. Yeah. Or I like, kind of want Cabin in the Woods style where it's everything. Yeah, yes. Oh, like a every, like if he's monsters. a collector, then yeah. he collects oh, yeah, every yeah. type of monster, yes. right? Okay, cool. Because that can lead us into our like our like science fiction aspect of it, how he kind of goes around and, and collects these things mm-hmm. in some kind Does of Does Harvey uh, Weinstein fall out of a box? Oh, no. Too? Come on. I thought we were going <laughs> to Oh, he's a monster that. within the crate? Yeah. No. No. You know, that was all right. That was all right. That was pretty good, Will. That's, that's yeah. Good. yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> he's I, the first to get splat, and yeah, the audience yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I had a buddy who used to um, sell exotic pets, and it was a scenario like that. Were, were they Pokemon? No, no. They these were like fucking cobras and what? like crazy. Tra- it was a completely illegal operation going on. What's his name? Uh, Just kidding. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is this is going back a long time. What's his name and, and address? And we would go to his house. And he'd, we'd walk in and be like, okay, don't move. Stay right there. Close the door because there's a fucking, like, a cobra loose. Or there's a tarantula loose or something. And it's like he's looking behind the fridge and shit. Like a, a serious problem. Enhanced <laughs> raccoon. <Yeah. laughs> and, and he would like, he would be like, dude, I got to keep these snakes at your house. What? And, and he was a scary guy, so you didn't want to say no. You know, <laughs> wow! And then he's coming over with like Tupperware, like crates of fucking snakes, and you walk past him and like, you know, and it's just like, God help me if these things get loose in my house. You know? So he is now officially the owner of the warehouse. That's the, he's <laughs> graduated <laughs> pretty, to pretty much yeah. his role in this. It could be this guy. What if yeah. Jeff Speakman plays that guy? But but maybe he sells. 
maybe he's selling these things to some other like you know kind of a syndicate or something like that or some sure. crime you know I like that because then we're then we're back in that world and obviously there's a book so all these crates have symbols on them so that they don't escape Ooh, right okay. is there yes. a bigger yeah, world yeah, yeah. of monster yeah. collectors that we sure. don't know about yeah. yeah maybe it's a whole black market thing yeah know? yeah oh wow like that's how they send sick people after their enemies is they just sick a monster on them like a curse yeah 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 oh, right yeah. yeah exactly but these crates break open because there's a yeah. big fight and they escape into the world right okay okay this is great because okay. this, this could explain the origin of so many monsters in movies like they all came like most of them came from this like warehouse or something yeah nice. they were they were collecting like, and came like the relic came from this fucking thing. <laughs> well, look, if, if this happens... from Creep Show came from this fucking exactly. place. <laughs> but this is a big problem if these monsters get out. And so the yeah, owner of the right, warehouse right, now right, has right. to put together a cleanup crew, a team. <laughs> oh, right? okay. Yes, like yes, a yes, Ghostbusters yes. kind of thing? Mm. I'm thinking more Ghostbusters meets Aliens crew. Like, that's like, we need like grunts. Yeah. That, you know, like right. we've, you know, to take oh, these aliens. The colonial aliens. Aliens. Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Something right, in so that So these realm. guys get dispatched. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're like dog are... catchers of the fucking monsters, kind of. Are right? they secret? Are they already an established thing, like the Ghostbusters, but we don't know about them? I think or... they, they have to be established within their own, like within the confines of that warehouse. Well, you know, like how they... about how about those two guys just got killed by the good guy? Those, right. those two oh, guys. No, they're going to be our heroes. No, they're our no, way no, in. No. It's a twist. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, we have, have to make them. We have kill to make Abbott and Costello. No, no we no. have to make them A-listers, though, because like you want them to think. Well, that, if you like, have Key gonna... and Peele play these no, two guys, because I'm thinking you said you said um, Wahlberg, and, Wahlberg, and, and, and uh, yeah. because like that's how the, the other guys started. <laughs> right. like, the two main guys die, yeah. and then the two guys beneath them get promoted, and they're like, and the way they die, I did not want this. This was the one job here I did not want. You know, like I just wanted to come here, stand in the corner with my machine gun. For twelve hours, and then get my four. Yeah, they were week security essentially, yeah, yeah. basically. But now they're like, "Oh shit!" Now you got to learn the whole system of fucking tracking these things down and getting them monster, back. Monster collectors, yeah. And then like also, you, you have other syndicates trying to steal them now that they're loose. Sure, because then they won't yeah. have to pay for it. Sure. That's right. Now, oh. now it's like free. competitive collectors. Yeah. So yeah. now they not only do they have to try to get them back, but they have to they have to fight the other guys trying to get them. To, you know, the, so their security crew. Every monster that's ever been created, like you got like your Lovecraft monsters, you got your Universal monsters, yeah, they, from they all, they, they all dimensions exist. And shit, they right? all exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. sure. Kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Like you don't explain where they came from. Yeah, they're, they're, they're some from. But now some they're kind into of the world. They're in the world. Yeah, they're it's from, not. It's not like an isolated thing. Right, anymore. right. Well, and we'll explore where they come from later. But I think under the to, ground, we kind of need to go there a little bit, don't we? Yeah. I always liked that thing in the mist. People didn't like that. How they, you know, the government created some kind of like. Dimension portal, portal yeah, that they, they just came, came walking through? right through. You know? Why? That's awesome. I, I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, fucking I thought that. Was, I thought that's great. I know, but that was like a major complaint for people in the movie. Like, don't explain it. And like, they explained it just enough, just a little bit, just and enough. you just kind of see them walking through the mist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that'd be a good, great visual for like our guys hunting these monsters down. Just kind of seeing like fucking like giant insect sized things, and just like, oh fuck, we have to catch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so they are in a way they're like monster monster hunters, like they're monster catchers. Like that's pretty much. Yeah. So they are the Ghostbusters. They're Pokemon's. Yeah, <laughs> but they're yeah, like what a more guns? a more like tactical version. Like they're Wait. not like it's not supernatural. Yeah. Okay. If we're world built, money's no issue, right? So we can get the rights to everything. That's why oh, we yeah, have Lovecraft yes. monsters and Whatever. you know giant insects and stuff. Whatever. We what want. if it's the Monster Squad grown up? Adult versions Ooh. now. Oh, yeah. well, then this it's just a, an indirect sequel. But we don't reveal that until you see them. Ah, oh, and you're like, what oh, they're, like, they're like an A team now. Yeah. Like these guys call up like 
like the the guy the security that he has there, they're not up to snuff. Right. What's the name of the movie? <laughs> Monster Squad. What's those guys? Remember we got that card, that hand drawn card, like thirty years yeah, ago. That's right. Yeah. Let's call those kids. And they're, they're there already. We hear you got a problem. We're ready. We We're can ready. handle this. Yeah, the yeah. ATF. Yeah, they're just yeah. like they're just like, like Hannibal was always there already. Yeah. Like no, they would be like the yeah. road crew. Like the victim would be driving, and then yeah, they'd be like the yeah. A team would be there. Like, how can we help you? Yeah, this is pretty like, wild. I like that. It's like yeah. so it's an indirect no, or, or it's a direct sequel to Monster Squad. Is that what we're? It's going a direct with? sequel to Monster Squad yeah. while being a sidequel to the Perfect a Weapon. Sidequel. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. Perfect. Hey, this wherever is, the idea comes from, we're, we're this cool. This is unique. Uh, Listen, good. well, because then we then when we put it out on Blu-ray, we get the box set of all the movies <laughs> that you have to watch. You have to watch these first two to it's get like, what this is. We oh, were so man. slick that like we made a sequel to like five movies you've never seen before. It's the Perfect Weapon Monster back. Squad crossover you've been waiting for. <laughs> the Perfect Squad. We never wanted Monster Weapon. Monster Weapon. Monster right. Squad no, this, is, a, is a cool name. This Monster is squads. a thing already. Monster Squad. But could we have our like squads with an S? Yeah. Okay. Could we have our main but it's three? Really two. Could we have our main three monster squads? Like kind of like <laughs> they they haven't been all the monsters are are captured now, so they have no one to fight. So do they? So have they've to been go, estranged yeah, this whole yeah, time. Yeah. So do they have to go work for where the monsters are? No, I, 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 think, I, think, I, think the, I think the way to do this was like, all right, so after Monster Squad, that opened up the universe to everybody. It's like, oh, shit, monsters are real. So all these other little pop-up organizations started coming up, and it's probably got really competitive. Right. And like there's a – so now it's a competitive market. Oh, I like that. Now, it's like an industry monster. <laughs> monster like. now, that, now that all the monsters have been caught, there's some, there's some organizations that fake it. Like Scooby Doo style, like they fake monsters Ooh, and they go catch. Cool. That's cool. And you have your that, and then so the threats like oh monsters are under control, but you know what? Like maybe these old school monsters eventually have to work with the Monster Squad to team up against even worse monsters. bigger monsters. Yeah, interesting. Something like you yeah, know, like, yeah, I think yeah. That, I think you gotta that. have you you have to have that organic progression to like okay now it's an industry now it's oversaturated and now there's like this bureaucracy they've gotten older so the infantilization of monsters I like that it's is, like uh, um, it's gotta mature like Slash Hack where yeah. she has like a she has a slasher as kind of like her sidekick yeah yeah you know we could have like other monsters helping out capture these yeah, bigger yeah, monsters yeah, yeah like, have... well, what if what, what if the wolfman like you know what if there was like a younger wolfman and he, and he was just like always in wolf wolf form no matter what able to control it he's able to control yeah, it and yeah. he's just like shit now the monster squad is the monster squad like they the monsters it... are the monster squad yeah maybe that's maybe that's the real oh, kicker like that's kind of cool to, to... they're monsters too they could be. And Jeff Speakman is fighting alongside them. Jeff Speakman I think went, he he's doing be, another adventure. At I think okay. Should, <laughs> he's done, Pete. Stop trying to He's raiding another guy. warehouse altogether. He was there just as an Easter egg for yeah. the, exactly, for the yeah. open, yeah. yes. At the beginning of the movie, you see him out with like, the, the squad cars. I feel like we're missing right, out right. on utilizing the perfect weapon to capture these monsters. <laughs> this Man. is awesome. I, and I think, yeah, like I think you said this. It was, it'd be cool, Will, if, if there was like other... like. Other competitive like kind of groups doing the same thing and kind of and then some of the scammers. It's a whole complicated oh, world now. I have an idea. What? Okay, so Will is pitching that monsters are the Monster Squad, and what if these other people look down? These other uh, factions of collectors or hunters look down upon them because they're monsters. Well, I think you know if monster. Like, if you were going to do this, if you're going to do this the right, and you're, and you're going to like apply hmm. even just a little logic to it. 
monsters are real to everybody now, so some have to get caught, but maybe some even integrated into our society, and they're great members. Yeah, of that but I'm saying the, the president, mummy, or the like, group, you know, the group like, that we follow, right, 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 right. the group that we follow in our story, they're looked down upon because they're actual monsters, and it's right. like you're kind of betraying your own kind. Or like, I hope we're not you're the misfits. Yeah. I hope we're not pr- uh, approaching that the new, the new David Ayer movie that uh, that Will oh Smith the Max won. Landis. Uh, yeah, right. I, I don't know the actual. Like, it's orcs. It's a world of orcs. That just orcs. You gotta okay. stop yeah. worrying about that stuff because I'm not uh, I'm saying, saying, we, we rip, that? You I don't know I don't even know what that is um, you, you, you Max you know Max Landis yeah. uh, and characters and there's like four different conversations yeah. going on <laughs> uh, yeah well really quickly he has a he has a um, he has a new Netflix movie starring Will Smith oh I've heard and of it Joel yeah. Edgerton it's alienation but alienation yeah orc right. nation it's like a world of orcs fairies and, and shit Joel Edgerton plays an orc who's also a cop and he's Will Smith's partner oh so alienation yeah. alienation <laughs> so a movie that already exists so whatever we yeah, we're too. okay. Okay, yeah, we're so, in the clear. Yeah. Just, let's, just, let's just not call this Monster Nation. Yeah, right, exactly. Now, what if the monster... Oh, God. I'm going to pull in another franchise. Sorry. Uh, but, hey, man, there's all the money in the world, <laughs> and I'm just thinking... 11 billion. Okay, so... Yeah, don't even worry about 11 it. 11 billion, watch, man. So we can get the rights uh, from Peter Jackson here, speaking of works. So what if the monsters... All right, so this problem has gotten too complicated. They need the help from supernatural forces, Ooh, but they don't have okay. anybody that speaks to them except for this guy, Frank Banyan from The Frighteners. Oh, shit. Okay, He's okay, been okay. retired. Michael okay. J. Fox. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, okay. And like, you know what we need is... We we need a dude that could communicate with the dead. Remember that dude, that's fucking awesome. a few years ago? And I like, fucking love Frighteners. Sorry, I just, <laughs> All right, no, no. <laughs> dude, I'm going to throw the Frighteners into this. We thing. love Frighteners. <laughs> like, we worship Frighteners here on the Picture Movie podcast, I'm, Again, I'm so. thinking of the box set. So now it's the perfect weapon, the Monster Squad, and the Frighteners. And then our movie. <laughs> Actually, like... <laughs> and we have our Avengers-style My, one, my one we get, like, doing conventions. <laughs> well, like, what, uh, we, we actually had, like, we ran into Jake Busey. Oh. At a conve- I can't remember what convention it was, but Jake Buse, G- Jake yeah. and Gary were there, but Jake actually talked to us because uh-huh. we, were, we were like getting breakfast, like you know, when the next morning when everyone's getting breakfast. Because we right. quoted some of his movies and shit. We and but like we didn't talk about Frighteners, but yeah. like he loved that Sean pulled out. Uh, was it Fast Sofa? Yeah, he appreciated the Fast Sofa. I would have, I would have asked him about Frighteners. Sean's like, dude, I love Fast Sofa, and Jake's like, he's great, so good, so good in Frighteners. He's great at everything, and and. Troopers. Can, can we, uh, Star can, Star Troopers. Troopers. Yeah. can he be our villain, maybe? Jake Busey? Yeah. Jake Busey. Yeah. Like, how come he's never been like... Uh, well, he, I mean, he was a villain in Frighteners, but he was just so good. And Let's just bring like, him back as a villain. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I like that. Come on, man. He's the, the warehouse owner. <gasps> yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the villain. The main cool. villain behind yeah. it all. Yeah. And he can kind of look like the way his dad looked in Lethal Weapon, kind of like a yes. super fucking What was his scary. name? Like Mr. something? Mr. Blonde? No, that's I'm thinking Mr. something. It was something like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer him in Hider in the House. <laughs> He's him. great in everything. Which has got a great VHS box cover. It does. A very creepy one. It comes out the window. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I own that VHS. That's one of my, that's like still one of the VHS tapes that I always like. like I never returned that. I think mm-hmm. we, I think we we mentioned it like the last three episodes. I, on this I, I don't know why I'm on such a Hider in the House kick, but that just that name. Hider well, I think that the was house. the era of Gary B.C. just playing himself. So, <laughs> so that's, a docu- that's a documentary, right? Pretty so, much. Movie. Dude, the so, Silver Bullet. He is. <laughs> he is not Uncle Red. I think so, he's just oh, Gary. Wow. There was probably a time where they were like, "Can we get a Gary Busey type?" And then they're like, "We can get, get Gary. Gary. Busey. <laughs> oh, dude, we got Gary. Right. We got yeah. the real so, we have Jake, so Jake Busey is the collector. He's the boss. Yeah, yes. he's, of is our he really heroes. a bad guy in the end, well, or is he really like? Is, think, or does he have a monopoly on that's, all this stuff? That's, that's a monopoly. Yeah, he yeah. should be. He should be like the 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 top 
corporate guy. Like he should, you know, he should be like the Ted Turner of, of the, the Ted Turner <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Maybe the, the Walmart of fucking, you know, he should be the, the Ted Jeff Turner is good. Of, All right. Uh, so his, maybe sure. his main, main, his main shtick is to collect as many of them as he's a big Pokemon collector, and con- I guess. Yeah. Monetize them and control them. And well, monetize, yeah. control, sell, but rent really them out, the end to, know? uh, build an army to take over the world. Yeah, what, what, that's the what grand you, scheme. Yeah. What the fuck would you do with a whole bunch of monsters? That could be our third act twist. Is Ooh, is, is cool. the Monster Squad yeah, yeah, yeah. and Frank Banning team up? They capture the monsters that escaped, bring them back. Everything is all safe in the world uh, because they realize that the monopoly is necessary. Yeah. Oh, but, he, but Jake Busey but, needed them. But yes, he used them to get them back because it's part of his plan for <laughs> okay world. Yeah. For he's going back to and they have to them. fight against him. Yes. to stop he, this from happening. His introduction. He's in court. And it's like a Supreme Court, right? And and there's like a what is that that monopoly? So the monopoly. movie the movie opens it's with an a court, antitrust, it's an anti- antitrust meeting. It's, it's a huge antitrust like you know thing, and and it's like you know we're like we're doing the best we can to regulate these things and tax these things. So he's paying way too much in taxes for these fucking things, right? And they're just like destroying his fucking business, and he's fighting back. So then he has to turn into fucking crime. You know, he has to turn mm. into he has to turn into like a mob. So he's basically. Um, What's his fucking face in uh, in that new Spider-Man movie? He's like Michael Keaton. Michael oh, Keaton? he's like the yeah. vulture type. Yeah, of yeah they fucked him over. So now he's got to like pretty much. He's got to go yeah. to crime. Yeah. To, to so do now the he right. has to do it illegally. And but he, that's you know, why maybe he he's needs... got to be kind of like this reluctant thing. But like eventually he's going to have to like let just let it get to him. All that evil around. He's the Zuckerberg him. of yes. monsters. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but in the end, he's the worst monster of them all. Yes. You know. Well, that's, sure. Yeah. But this is what happened. This is a cautionary tale about of monopolization. Humans are the worst monsters. I love. I love the fact that like he needed. He needed to let this happen to get the monster. Like to get this monster squad these other monsters like Frankenstein monster the wolf are we Man. calling this monster squad no. Squ- monster squads no, I don't think you can now no, I think it's a, it's a movie we, in and we could definitely reference monster yeah. squad and sure. stuff like have photos it's like yeah these were the first kids that did it and you know it's a yes it's a bo- became a booming That's... industry and mm-hmm. and uh maybe Jake Busey like knew those kids back in the day like maybe he was just a kid an onlooker he's like that's what i'm gonna do with my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. best intentions he was oh, one of the fuck. kids that bullied uh horace you know he's one of but the... <clears throat> I, I like that, that he guy. has like now monsters like can choose to be good and be conscious like you know because that was the Wolfman and Dracula, like there was Ooh, always, there's okay. always a human yeah, yeah. element to those monsters. This is awesome. Yeah, we we can have like these monsters are kind of somehow, uh, you know, kind of trapped into this into the doing this work, you know. But then there's a revolt too. These monsters are trying to unionize and shit and mm-hmm. trying to like you know fight for their workers' rights and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Are we getting too boring with no. the no, 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 no. I, I, no. We, we talked about making something socially we're, conscious. We're world building. Because they're like, yeah. I don't want to eat children anymore. Like, I want to just, you know, it's I want to retire. world building. And yeah. it's like, no, you can't. This is your job. And it's like, who says it's my job? It's not just you? an action movie. It's... You know, you don't own me. You know, it's like. I'm just thinking of titles now. So, like, yeah, yeah you know, right. Because what you see, we can't be monster squads or whatever, but of we course. can reference them. And yes. that's like our inspiration. <sighs> we need like a, like a Ghostbusters type of title. What if there's like a, like, it's like a type of title? It's like a SWAT title where like each. Like the name of the team? Yeah. Like, like oh, like, oh, you mean like with something? the dots and yeah. stuff? Right. Yeah. yeah, like that's where they work. That's who they work for. Like that's the. I don't know. The past Does, has it no, worked I, in the past? <laughs> we had to, okay. I like the world world. I like the word world for it. Like monster world, monster or fright world, world cool or world, something. Yeah, you know? Wayne's world. I don't know if that would work. And is that but the, then it makes it global. Like, yeah. like, like, all right, this is gonna be. So is that a worldwide like, problem? Is that the name of the business kind of thing? It's like uh, I think like, Dark World is like is Dark, is dark World like too like it's 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 a little vague. 
But maybe that's, that's true, the corporation. Maybe it's the corporation name. Maybe we take the name. Well, of the you know, Universal isn't using Dark Universe anymore, so maybe we could take oh. that. Oh, are they not? <laughs> <laughs> they abandoned, have they abandoned the Dark Universe? Well, they, I think they, so. They pretty I much think, canned it. Yeah, I they think. Pre- yeah. Well, I just they want scrapped. to see. I just want to see the uh, whatever we pitch has to have like their own. Uh, it's got to have its own maze at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. <laughs> I want Chucky to be like, yeah, come and follow us to the Dark World uh, spot in the. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna have sick toy lines and stuff. Toy yeah, lines. Yeah. 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 Oh, Haunted house. I think. I think the title will come once we flesh out the motivation. And our heroes a little bit more. Sure. So can we get into yeah. that just yeah, a little yeah. bit quickly? So, like, let's kind of tie this. Matthew up. McConaughey's Frankenstein's monster. Nice. Whoa, we got nice. McConaughey in his. All um, right, we gotta hunt down these monsters. <laughs> William Defoe would make a dope. William fuck. Defoe. William. Willem. Sorry. 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 Sir Gorney. <laughs> Willem Defoe would make a decent Dracula or wow. Wolfman. Well, here's yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, oh, and yeah, that one movie. But the, our story. Do we want to do we want to flesh that out a little bit more? I think we you sure. know once you get the cat once you once you figure out who's playing who which monster then you could really flesh that shit out. Yeah, you want to do the monsters first and then the story. I, feel I like, thought we were I getting like making headway to, with the story. <laughs> we we wait. We pretty much have a first and third, first, second, and third act. Like we like we know how this is going to end. And yeah, our heroes are vague though. You know that's why I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. So the heroes are the monsters essentially. Yeah, because they are they the are. new version of squad. So you've got who McConaughey. Can McConaughey be the werewolf? I'm, just I'm because fine. werewolves? Yeah. I like werewolves. He Maybe. could be like, right, a, you know, he he could be be like a he could be a southern drawl. He like, come on, man. We got he's the leader of this monster crew. <laughs> sure. He's the wolf man. Alright. You know a wolf man, not the wolf man. He's a wolf man. Sean, who do you want to be the gill man? Uh, oh shit! Um, <laughs> oh, I think the foe would be a Gilman is a, is a Gilman. Like you don't get fucking what's his name? Jason from, Momoa. Uh, we get Jason Momoa, who's Aquaman. He well, could be the... I mean, you, you get you get a stunt performed. Isn't like Doug Jones, Jones like no, the obvious choice? Yeah, yeah. You get, you get somebody Jones. like that. Yeah. Jones does everything. I can't yeah. wait to see that new Del Toro. Movie. You get yeah, Doug Jones yeah. or or uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. Who was he? Was he? Was he, he was the Gilman in Monster Squad. Yeah. So you know, find a legendary yeah, find a legendary creature performer. You know, how about Del Toro's directing this? No, he does too much of this. This is way too... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does plenty of monster mashes. Peter Jackson would be better for this, if anything. Yeah. Going Jackson. back to his roots. Yeah. Yeah, well, he sure. Gets, yeah, yeah, he yeah. has a relationship yeah. with Jake Busey, so that might be There we simple. go. We're and bringing Michael him J. back. Fox, too. <laughs> 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 even subscribe him in here. Who directed The Perfect Weapon? Let's find out. Later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. IMDb that quick. <laughs> nice. Um, but but our so our we're not focusing so much on our human heroes anymore, are we? No, they're not human. They're, they're not human. They're all the monsters. Oh, they're all they're, monsters. They become. Oh, okay. Yeah, but McConaughey would be like a great oh, Hannibal. Okay, like, okay, okay. Say like thinking a team, like a team. He'd be like a great a team of monsters. Werewolf, Hannibal. Okay, okay. Guy. And then you so, need like a Mister T. He could be like the the tough guy. Like the. Uh, this so is what Frank's Universal should have done with their monsters. Was just make a yeah. fucking A team of monsters. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they try to do that? They were going to lead to that. That's the, what they were trying. No, but to it do. wasn't A team. The it problem, was some kind of. Uh, no, they were going to do what Marvel did and like oh introduce a character here and there like towards the end or in the, a story to the, build the universe. But really, they should have like just Avengers, fucking yeah. thrown it at you. The problem they did was they f- they made human heroes, which are shit. You know, and they and they they were like, you know, you need a movie star leading this movie. When duh, the mummy was the movie star. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. the fucking Frankenstein's the fucking movie star. Like they tried it with the Wolfman, but it's just it was a terrible script. It's like you know, but yeah. the Wolfman, you can't find a better hero, a better like you know, motivation than like fucking the Wolfman. Sure. You know, but all he wants to character. do is not be the Wolfman anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or die. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, they they have to make it into an action. Except McConaughey is like he loves being a Wolfman. <laughs> <I just laughs> all right, yeah, he loves it. Uh, 
Uh, Michael Michael Fassbender is the Dracula. Whoa! Ooh, oh my god, that. that's perfect. That's I just perfect. seem that's like he needs perfect. to be like that dude, you know? Like, wow. are we updating Dracula now? Like he's like a like a fucking the almost like a version? super villain, like a Bond villain version. Yeah, he's of like Magneto, uh, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Dracula. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like they they still have to retain their powers. They just use them for good now. Oh, like, and it's it's cool that we can use monsters can use their powers on other monsters too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like right. maybe maybe they were just like you know fucking. I would love to see being McC- afraid of us sucks. So I would love to see like McConaughey and Fassbender like like they're on a team together, but they have like a battle who the leader is. Yeah, so so like our, one of those relationships. So our core group of hero monsters are they still trying to kind of uh, rein in the other monsters? Yeah, yeah. but okay. like they're dealing with monsters that they don't that, like they couldn't they, listen. Dracula, the Wolfman, the Mummy. These are monsters. They're that like man, older man made. These were man made monsters. We're talking about monsters that come from beyond our like, understanding. Like, right, 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 right. Like literal animal monsters. Yeah. Like things that are like uncontrollable. Right, right. Just like killing machines. Yeah. Just fucking like, like mm-hmm. Fluffy from Creepshow. Like, uh, like our heroes are kind of like based off hu- yeah. human, okay, cool. humanoid monster okay, forms. I think yeah. we need a little bit more of a motivation like not just to take that boss down. Like we need some kind Here's of the, check personal. That's their, that's their the boss. Gilman is really that's their a, boss. The, right, Gil, but, the Gilman is really a deep one from like the Lovecraft universe. Like that's what they look like. They look okay. like fish people and shit. So like they all have these. They come from the, these very like human made backgrounds of like what monsters were. But like the monsters, they got to be fighting. They have to be. They have to be like beyond our dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Sure. Yeah. But but like, do you think that they need personal missions too? Like these 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 like our, personal our arcs. Yeah. Our, our, Some our, sort of stake sure. in what's yeah, going exactly. on. Exactly. So there's right, three yeah, of yeah. them, right? There's yeah. three guys. Sure. We'll pick. Well, three they of find them. a fourth. Eventually, I love, so I love got, movies like that. Man, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and the Michael J. Fox guy also. He's like their, <laughs> he's oh, the, the, guy, the, the psychic, the fucking like the guy who the, talks to dead people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's it's you know it's like the Untouchables, man. I love that movie. The Untouchables. Oh yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Okay. Like Costner right. and then like yeah, <laughs> right, Sean okay, Connery. Yeah. yeah, he's putting together oh, a team. We need a cute sidekick. That's fucking thing cool. Too. We need a cute monster, like you know. That'll be the guy cute, who talks uh, to dead people. Is this? A, are we going for what kind of rating you want to go for? Oh, hard R. Hard R. This is huge. I think PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah. It's got to cover. You need all a bigger, bases, yeah, man. bigger audience, wider audience. This is franchisable. This is chapter one of right. many adventures. Oh. You know. <laughs> Of the uh, as long as we hold on to the toy rights, that's uh, like that's all that matters. Then we're in good shape. That's all that matters is merchandising. Yeah. That's all right. So, uh, where are we in our story at the moment? Uh, nowhere really. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm trying to think of a motivation for our well, heroes. All right. Like, so let's know. just let's just say Wolfman. You know, the Wolfman is like he's 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 just the way Pete depicts him as like a Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of like stoner almost like but suave like good with the ladies and shit likes being a wolf man walks around like he doesn't have he could go back and forth between change but he chooses not to mm-hmm. uh but then dracula maybe dracula has a, uh a he's trying to get off his human blood dependency <laughs> so he has to take like he's, he's he's taking like these supplements and stuff and it really true blood yeah like it makes him like you know Aggravated all the time, and he's, he's cranky. He's like, he's like quitting coffee. It's yeah, like, or smoke. He's quitting don't cigarettes. Fuck with me today, man. It's like he's quitting I cigarettes. I haven't had my A positive in the morning, so don't fuck with me. The Gill Man has. Um, he's having. He's having home rental issues. You know, <laughs> he, he rents a pool in the backyard of someone's house. There's a drought in the city, and he's. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they yeah, can. and he's got and he's got to like live in his friend's shower and stuff, and, and maybe he lives in, in, in his tank's dirty all the time. Maybe he lives in. Uh, he lives with Frankenstein, the construct, and and like Frankenstein. Who's that? I don't know. Uh, Who's that going to be? Don't kill me. I really think it'd be funny, but like... If Batista. 
Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no. he's fucking awesome, Actually, that's man. A, not a bit. He's too short, though. Like Batista? To be the... To, cause the well, I guess, you no. put him in platform shoes. Put him in fine. platform shoes. You guys fucking Dude, fine. He'll work. Huge. He'll work fine. Yeah. Who are you thinking, though? Just in case. I was going to throw Seth Rogen in there. As the <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Brad Garrett or something. Because I, like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to be like, you know, I'm part Jewish and stuff. Like, he's got a... Frankenstein. Quirky Frankenstein. Yeah. That's not Stein, it's Steve. Yeah. Like, like... But like maybe he's complaining about the guilt. He's like, "You're fucking bringing my water bill up and everything." And the, uh, like those dynamics. Would I like be that cool. as a quirky sound. Like he should yeah. be. He should yeah, be the sure. Gilman's roommate. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have so to have want, him. Want Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen is the roommate. Right. And yeah. That's good. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe the cool. Like maybe, maybe like the human esque element to it. Like they find a, a dead eight year old girl or something, and she's a specter. And well, they she ducks. Her. She's the one who talks to dead people. Okay, so we're not doing like a Michael J. Fox style. We're gonna do like a, no, a, a younger girl. Create, we can yeah. create original a younger girl sure. who's like a fucking super psychic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and she communi- She's like a community translator. It's and I she's think like a translator. I, I think that we just need, just need to give them something to uncover a conspiracy. That's our story. Oh, so we're gonna and then, wa- and then they kind of going, go up. We're they, watchmending well, this. They go up to the t- or a lethal weapon. Well, the type conspiracy of thing. is going to be the warehouse owner guy. Yeah, right. The yeah, right, they're yeah. pawns. That's what they're it is. pawns right now. It's it's just like it's a buddy cop movie, except their buddy, you know, their buddy monster. Um, uh, police, monster police. Yeah, yeah and they the have to cops. drive this fucking monster dope cops? hearse. You want to call it monster cops? <laughs> you got to drive a dope looking hearse. You know? Yeah, are we just pitching the Gooligans? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No. So, but, uh, uh, where, so where do you want to go from here? Now that we have like a kind of an idea, like what these characters' backgrounds are. I, I, well, I think it just has to be. It, they just need to uncover this thing. The, um, this well, first we open well, the construct. Definitely has to have like a girl problem. Like the girl that he loves doesn't want to be with him, obviously, because like that's what happened to Frankenstein's sure. monster. So he's got that. She's like, she doesn't fucking love me. We belong, dude. Yeah. The, the Gill Man is like giving suicidal. him advice. Yeah, like, like, yeah dude, Jeez. you just gotta, you know, get on with it. Yeah, but I think I think maybe that something should be leading to some kind of cosmic event, which which is gonna kind of give all these monsters all their power at once or something like that. And the, this the CEO of this company is kind of like. You know, is setting it up for some kind of domination. So what it has if, to be some uh, kind of thing that is leading up that they have to learn about during their. Well, what if what if what if story? what if like you know the the Jack Busey character he was like tapping into uh, like this Eldritch hard Elder God like who is whatever yeah you know, the, that was going to be like the big thing the King the of the Monsters or something. I mean, honestly, we should really just Watchmen the whole thing. We really really should. <laughs> is, yeah, isn't there a giant octopus that was like the, the yeah. like squid king monster of time or something yeah. like yeah. that? Yeah. And it, but it was really there to cre- you know create a world government. Are we doing Watchmen? Is that is that what we're doing? I think Watchmen with monsters loose, is funny. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a loose, loose remake. It's, it's, it's less doing monster place, Watchmen, but except with famous you know, monsters. comedian doesn't die. It's less dramatic than that. Yeah, you know, because it's more like on the basis like oh they they are all friends. They all like maybe all meet up at a diner like the Seinfeld people do. I'm cool with it as long as they make a portal in the end and they suck the monster back and Frankenstein does the thing oh no (laughs) I love you Phoebe I'm cool with anything else. I do want you guys to remember. Seth Rogen dies. That this all stemmed from the perfect weapon. So we have the perfect. Just speaking to thank for all this. That was your plan from the start. (laughs) Rob Rob came in. He's like, I have something and we'll talk about it later. I like that one of them. He came in with a juicy nugget and it turned into something. uh, It turned into a Monster Squad sequel that became the Watchmen remake. Well, it starts out (laughs) as as awesome. If it's a Monster Monster Squad Watchmen, but like instead of like. Uh, Ozymandias winning in the end. What if our monster cops stop yeah. him? 
Yeah. He's trying to get. He's he trying to. Yeah. You definitely don't want an elder god having control over our well, universe. <laughs> Go- it's Ghostbusters not going to pan well out. For Ghostbusters anybody. did the same thing, but but Ghostbusters didn't have like a one kind of you know main villain. Kind of with that motivation, it was just Yo, basically just you, Hellgate's opened up. I know? mean, like we could fucking use Yuxahath as like the what's that? What is that's that? A, Will? A, that's Tell that's us. a fucking is that a Lovecraftian oh, creation? Yeah. Scary, yeah. scary, scary monster. Um, or or you know, well, Cthulhu's like like honestly, the one that should be able to detect this disturbance is the is the Gilman. He should be like, whoa, dude, I'm having weird wet dreams. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that, maybe the construct would be like, oh, well, you, about who? You know, that girl? You know, like, but he's like, no, dude, these are bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. And bad maybe vibes. Puts, Not the good wet maybe dreams. Maybe he puts his hand on, on the con, on the construct's head and he's just like, shows him yeah. what he's seeing. Because like Cthulhu's warning him of oh. like, oh, shit, dude, this, there's some drama going to happen soon. I'll see, like, you know, we're all going to ante up. He's got to be the one that catalyst to warn everybody. All right, I love okay. that dynamic. And, I, and I actually like yeah. this because you know what? I feel like the Gilman never gets like a good story around him. Yeah, so I feel like he should be the especially the Monster Squad. One. He, he went out like a, the biggest chump in the world. Yeah, like yeah. The Monster Squad. It's like you shoot him in the chest. Yeah, fuck that's it. it. Let's Comes out of the sewer. Bad. Blam, you're done. Yeah. This is okay. This is cool, but I think our 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 lead uh, our villain our main villain is is kind to resurrect this creature to to kill all human forms of life on the planet. Yeah, he's, so like he's human so though. Turn so, everybody into monsters, so, so he could be the, the the main. Yeah, so he'll be the king of the monsters, and he'll be like, "This is this is the world of monsters now." Yeah, the, the age of men is is over. Wow. <laughs> and we uh, should definitely Hellboy it a little bit. This Jake sounds like Dark like, Universe to me. <laughs> dark Universe is our title. I Jake, think. Right? Jake, Snoozy Lee's Universal. Sorry, right. we're taking <laughs> it. <Fuck> it. <laughs> you drop it, we'll take we'll pick it up. Jake Busey should definitely be like um, Rasputin esque in Hellboy, like towards okay. the end. Like he's got this. He's got a cape. No, a robe. No, no. But he's got this <laughs> long beard. I, like I see this idea. Like like get like once all the monsters uh, are in like like I guess the containment units. Like mm. once he captures our monster squad, and he's like, "You were the last last pieces." Oh no! He goes into like this tube, and like it opens up this fucking Stargate. Yeah. Maybe we even have a Stargate back. Mm. There. <laughs> like it's just there. It's a fucking Stargate, and, and like from the, not a literal Stargate. The fucking sky opens up, and all these tentacles start coming down yeah, to yeah, Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And shit, and like, and then like the maybe it's the Gill Man who's got to like slip, slide through the, the tiniest little hole. He's got to go back into that yes. like you know d- deep one. Uh, does he sacrifice himself? Does he sacrifice himself? Heavens, no. He's the no? best. I would never. Yeah, I would never. So? Seth Rogen dies. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay I'm with fine. that. Yeah, yeah. But here's like, Seth <laughs> Rogen, he can finally. He can he die. Him. He can die because he can get put back together because he's made of. Yeah, things, he's know? like Iron Giant. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you can just reattach him, right? Yeah, yeah. that's his thing. It's like yeah. he's he's essentially Frankenstein's monster should be like immortal to a degree, like mm-hmm. right. So so Gilman saves this. He closes up. The, he gets the to thing. squeeze through a pinhole. All right. You know? So what happens to our our main villain? Do we do we kill him? Do we kill him somehow? Uh, I think he should get um he should get stuck in between uh he should get stuck in between our universe like in a purgatory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. cool. And he cool. and because you know open it up. We have to set friend. up a sequel yeah. too. Just, just open case, it up to the sequel. Yeah. Just in case. Right. Just right. in case you know there, there's that. But like maybe like he gets sucked into the vacuum of this this in between space. Yeah. Okay. And he's now. He's so he's there. a victim of his own kind of like thing he created. Precisely. Yeah. Maybe maybe, okay. maybe like the fucking things the like a resonator from uh from beyond. Yeah, right. One of those right. kind of yeah. things. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. what did I create? Yeah. God <laughs> help me, what the what <laughs> Yeah, right. What am I, I like it, man? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like this. I think we just need uh are we settled on the title? 
Is it Dark Universe? I don't think you can call you it can't Dark call Universe. You can call it Dark Universe. And then make a poster of like fucking, you know, yeah. famous monsters like, like walking down a city street that's, you know, covered it's, in monsters. You gotta have like yeah, a... Why, well, well, if they're always else. called famous, why don't we just call them infamous? Mm. This movie's just called Infamous. Mm. Infamous Monsters? I just call it... I'd call it... Infamous Monsters? Infamous Monsters of Filmland? Infamous Monsters. It doesn't quite ring true. I don't know. It doesn't kind of explain... Well, could you explain why it doesn't? I, I don't know. It misses the mark somehow. I don't know. Hmm? That, maybe like it doesn't. What, what do you have? What do you have, Sean? I don't have anything yet. Uh, just, uh, I'm just disagreeing. Uh, Typical Sean. Disagreeing. Oh, maybe Sorry. you should have. A, maybe you should have a, a solution before you disagree. Yeah, yeah. way to judge. Yeah. This yeah. is this is brainstorming, man. This is how. We yeah, I know. Just have a solution. This is time. Thanks. <laughs> no big deal. Don't take it personally. This is. A, I'm not taking it personally. Well, we have. We. Okay. I mean, it's a team. It's like a the M team, like the monster team. It's just yeah. Mm. It's just a shame that Monster Squad's taken because that's like the you know perfect title. Yeah. So we could, we just need that. We just need. Something like that, you know. Well, you got the ju- all right. So you have like a Justice, Inc., you have Justice you know? League, you have you have, you have uh, an Avengers. Uh, like, what's what's in that realm? Of, like, they are super for what for what it's worth. If they're heroes and they have supernatural abilities, they're superheroes. The perfect weapon too. <laughs> um, super Monster Squad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Monsters, perfect weapon two. The Monster Squad Part Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double up on. I mean, if you still want to set it loosely in the Monster Squad universe, you just call it Monster Squads. Squads. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And use the two as the S. It's here. It's somewhere here. Yeah. Legion of Monsters. My play on Legion of Doom. Legion. Mm. Legion. uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, For now, hmm. it's tentatively Dark Universe just (laughs) because. Because you know what? I call the movie Darkies. Whoa. To me, the poster, the poster of Dark Universe with all the universal like monsters, yeah, it's a little... and we subtly put a middle finger somewhere, like they're all shaped <laughs> okay. a middle finger, okay. like to Universal. <laughs> they're in, they're like, in the shape. They're in the shape. How about uh, yeah. Dark Squad? Dark Squad. Ooh, Dark Squad's not bad. It's all right. Dark Squad. You're getting. We're good. getting close. We're getting closer, man. Something we're dark team. Tart. You know. Team is okay. Uh... Creatures team could just be something quirky, <laughs> like you know, Dark Squad in the end of the world. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's like kind of cool. Those kind of titles? Yeah. Like a Buckaroo Banzai type of thing? Yeah. I love Buckaroo Banzai. Scouts. Uh, that movie's okay. fun. Okay, yeah. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, one of those. Like Dark one Squad of those. in the End of the World is not a bad title. One of those fun Because like, you know what you're going to watch. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're getting a Dark it's Squad, and apparently the end of the world is coming. There we go. Yeah? Yeah. I'm into it. All right. All right. Best, best I got. Sorry. Yeah. No, no I like it. No, I do like it. Go with it. I like it. Dark Squad in the End of the World. Parentheses, perfect weapon two. Parentheses, Monster Squad two. Based in the universe of Monster Squad and the perfect weapon. <laughs> exactly. What I love, it'll be released overseas as those sequels. Yeah, yes. what we do. Right. You, know? you got the Italian, like the European posters that make fucking no sense at all. I love that. That's right. Yeah, and and the, like the the Korean sound bootlegs will have Jeff Speakman on the cover, like <laughs> shirtless, all oiled up, and next shit. to Seth Rogen. I love that. Yes, as from a like forty year old version. I watched that movie. Yeah. I'm in. From I would watch that. You guys want to go see right. Dark Squad in the end of the universe? End of the yeah. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I got tickets. It's going to be one of those, those titles you're embarrassed to say at the movie theater when you're asking for a ticket. Two for Dark Squad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for so those, the squad we, got, thing. we had our Which beginning, one? we had our middle, we have our end. Yeah, yeah we got it. We, we have just got to synopsize it Wait, who's, who's directing this now? We, that's, we haven't figured that out yet. Wait, didn't somebody well, no, throw Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. I think like more Edgar Wright. 
Yeah. Ooh. He hasn't done a good Let's monster do that. movie yet, right? I mean, not including zombies. No, it's just like, yeah, please. Like, it's like, when is he going to do it? Please. Yeah. Edgar Wright? I don't think he's going to do it anymore. Yeah, Edgar Wright's Dark Squad and the End of the World. Holy shit. Dark I, first Squad? Oh, that's Was cool. that what we called it? Dark Squad. Yeah. And, uh, Where the hell yeah. were you two minutes ago? No, I thought it sounded something name. different. It sounded no, like Dark Squad and, and the End of the World. Okay. All right. That's great. Yo, even, he even has Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, so man. you know he like, okay. he's, he's okay he's with long He's in the world. Dark Squad in the end of the universe. Okay. Sure, whatever. Okay. Because, you know, he's already got, he's done a movie with, he's done two movies with worlds in it. That's true. Yeah, the universe is is like, is like. But then this could be his world trilogy, much like he's got his. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, that's right. The the closing of his world trilogy. That's good for marketing and branding right (laughs) there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're settling on Edgar Wright's. Dark Squad and the end of the world. I end now feel like that Simon Pegg should be in this, and so should uh, Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. Yeah, all right, we'll As find what? roles for them. They could be they could be the bad guys. I think they should be monsters for some reason. They should. Oh no, they're the two guys that are in the beginning of the movie. Can Nick Frost be like a like a hunchback type of thing? You know, let's they're make the him the hunchback. Guys. Did we cast a mummy? Let's make. A, <laughs> well, oh yeah, the mummy. Well, why don't we make Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg the, the mummy? Invisible man, the Invisible. Perfect. Oh yeah, just his voice. Yes, he could just yes, show yes. up and just do his ADR for it. And, and, what, and what's and Nick Frost? Nick Frost could be uh, Quasimodo, like a, a fucking he could be humpback. The, yeah, hunchback. Even no, though he has no powers, just no, be no, like, no. What's um? Could be the office guy, you know, like dispatcher or something, you know. Oh, what, that's nice. What if what if Nick? What if what if he was a demon? What if he was like a you know he was like a demon? Or uh, I'm a demon. Or he's like a he's like a um, an informer. Could he be he's a, an informant for the could he be a zombie? Oh, that's a little. He's Ed. What if he's like a black he's market a guy? What if he's like a broker, kind of black market broker? And he know, works with the squad? Yeah. No, no, he, he, no provi- he, he provides them weapons. No, he's like selling on the side, you know? Yeah. What if, well, what if he works the with the Dark Squad and he's like really the, like he helps Rick? He's like the Q? Yeah. yeah. The weapons yeah. expert? Yeah. Both Simon and uh, Nick Frost. <laughs> the Invisible Man sticks around with That's him. That's fine. Then yeah, we have to invent all kinds of cool tech. Yes. Yeah, like, but not Ghostbuster style tech. <laughs> no. Like, no. like cool. James Bond shit. Like, like amulet shit. Not like fucking like, you know, proton packs, but more like supernatural fucking like. Man, what know, a cool like cast. Like you put an amulet in a gun or something, <laughs> you know, and it powers up the gun. Yeah. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and. Michael at, Fassbender. Oh, it'd yeah, be like uh, um, right, yeah. they'd be working like at Warehouse 13. Do you remember that sci-fi ch- uh, show, yeah, Warehouse 13? Yeah, yeah. But they're the yeah. two guys that work there. Like, oh, what do you need? What are you trying to catch? Should we just do that? No. Okay. They uh, can make like tranquilizer guns with like <laughs> serums that uh, deprive a monster of their power for like X amount. You know, like yeah, that's exactly. how they catch him. Right, like, yeah. If you can, you know, snag the Wolfman with a yes. 20-minute non-Wolfman tranquilizer or whatever. Yes. And we have, like, a witch, too, who was working with the tech team and fucking... Yeah, but that, didn't, that a... didn't work out for Suicide Squad, so I don't know about the witch in this uh, team. Uh, it's going to no, be Cardo this, being also this playing. This witch looks like Meg Mucklebones. But, but if she's... <laughs> what if she's... Yeah, what if, like, she's... I want her to be... She's got to be a fucking classic-looking, like, green witch, and she's like, ah, fucking... You know, like, she's just in a cauldron, nice. like, mixing up potions and, like, amulets and shit for the guns and stuff. The more yeah. I think about the title, I love it. Edgar Wright's Dark Squad and the Dark end of Squad the world. At the end of the universe. At the end, at of, the the end of the universe? End the end of the universe. End the end of the universe. Okay. It's end the end. Universe. Universe. I thought we were saying world to go with his To go trilogy. with his world trilogy. You think so? Yeah. Well, what's the name of his I, other trilogy? Like the Cor- Cordella? The Cornetto, Cornetto trilogy. But so you got yeah, his Cornetto but, one that includes one of those words. Yeah. One. But now it's like, but now I got my world trilogy. Yeah. It's like. All you have to do is just have one of them, a, a Cornetto wrapper or like a like ice cream thing, and then it's part of that world. Pretty it's much. like a what it was like a Napolitano uh, ice yeah. cream bar essentially. Pretty All much. of them together. Yeah. Um, Who wants to synopsize this? I feel, uh, I feel like we have it. Ooh, we have a title. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, go for it, Will. All right, so we go, have, Will. We have Edgar Wright's Dark Squad and the End of the World. 
It is a movie uh, that takes uh, brief exposition from uh, Monster Squad and Perfect Weapon. Uh, it is yes! about it is about a fucking uh, Rob. We'll bring it back to Perfect Weapon. Damn, baby. It's about a, a, a nondescript warehouse somewhere, possibly like in L.A. I'm guessing. Like, sure, uh, why, why wouldn't it be out yeah. here? Uh, that has several crates in it that have uh, that house monsters and monsters. Uh, monster catching is a big business in this world, and since since the Monster Squad kids uh, in, uh, introduced monsters to the world, and monster sales and uh, and rentals is a big thing too. Yeah, it's big for movie props and stuff. Mm, oh, for crime uh, and, and yeah, of course, crime and justice for for whatever. They're almost like second class citizens in a way. And like the LAPD could be like renting monsters too for special missions and shit. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now uh, we have our classic monsters: our Frankenstein monster, our Wolfman, Seth Rogen, Matthew McConaughey, Seth Rogen, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> Fast. Bender. Fast Bender, and you have Simon Pegg. Dime, Doug, Doug Jones. And Doug Jones. Diamond? I was just getting Diamond. <laughs> Lou Diamond Doug Phillips Diamond. is in there somewhere. Lou Diamond uh, Jones. Lou Diamond Phillips should be the Gill Man now that you said it out loud. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, and uh, they are also hack monster catchers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, what they also don't realize is that the warehouse holding this has a sinister owner who is trying to bring the end of the world. Jake Busey. Starring, uh, played by Jake Busey. The end of humans. And uh, he's just Mr. Mr. Evil, I guess. Like That's, that's just his, his, his thing. And uh, he's trying to bring a elder god into our universe to control it and, uh, I guess, declare himself as master of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Monster Squad has to... Uh, our, our Dark Squad has to stop that from happening. <laughs> but they don't realize that they are part of this big puzzle to uh, end the world as well because they are the last remaining monsters he needs in his collection. Holy shit. To, it's like uh, seven. That. Not bad, right? <laughs> Not bad. Become become Wrath. Yeah, and yeah. it's directed by Peter Jackson. No. No, oh, Edgar Wright. I'm sorry, Edgar Wright. I said that <laughs> Edgar Wright. Lawyer, it's Peter within Jackson the title. Was, <laughs> Peter Jackson was attached and then dropped out. Right, okay. right, right. Oh, yeah. All right. It was going to be a collaborative Just like Yamal Toro left the, uh, yeah, the Hobbit. Well, we got to watch out for that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's Dark Squad and the end of the world. Right. Don't forget the Ghost Girl because I like that Ghost Girl. Oh, yeah, Ghost Girl played by Millie Bobby Brown. Hey. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. That's great. I like it. Peter the youngins. Yeah. Way to throw that in the in the end. Yeah. You know. We did it, guys. That's cool. I like Jeff fun. fun. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. I see it. I totally you'll, see you'll it. You'll be fun. thinking about it later and be like, damn, I want to fucking see this for real. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd see it happens. twice at the new Beverly. Always happens. <laughs> Well, cool. Rob G, thank you so much for oh, saving it, our asses with this because if it, wasn't for your, if it wasn't for your knowledge of the perfect weapon, this would not have. I hope, <laughs> I hope Mr. Hollywood agrees. Uh, he's a big fan of Jeff Speakman. All right, he's good. a big fan of snaps. I got the power. I don't, I don't he think think loves power. Yeah, I don't think there's a month that go by. He's like, you got to put Jeff Speakman in your movie. Well, you know like, how, like how Mr. No. Mr. Hollywood begins his day, right? He's training in front of a mirror. Yeah, he does. To, naked, I got uh, the power. That's true. And you know that that uh, the guest on that song, because somebody bought me the 12-inch record for my birthday because no. it's featuring Rob G. Get out of here. Yeah, really? You're Rob, on it? There's oh, a Rob man. G that's on that power track, and I'm like, yep. That's fucking that's cool. Snap, DJ Snap and fucking Rob G. Full fucking circle right there. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love it. Uh, Rob, how can people find your, your oh, stuff? Uh, well, thank you so much yeah. uh, for having me. Appreciate Absolutely, it. It was great man. to hook up with the Long Islanders yeah. again. Uh, uh, I do a weekly horror podcast called Shockwaves, mm-hmm. which you could find on iTunes or any uh, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Um, and that's fun. We uh, we have guests on every week, and we talk uh, about what we've seen lately and stuff. So uh, Shockwaves. I do a pop culture podcast called Two Dudes Talking um, with my friend Tony Giles. And um, you can find me on Twitter, Icons Rob G. I believe that's also my Instagram name, Icons Rob G. 
Uh, and uh, that's it. Right now I'm uh, um, working for Epic Pictures, heading up their new label, Dread Central Presents. That's which sweet. Is super exciting. to be doing all their genre releases. That's and amazing. And right now, I, I assume when this airs, hopefully you can go on Hulu yep. yes. and search Frights and Insights, which is uh, an interview series I got to do for them. Uh, uh, we did episode. They're like five lo- minutes long each, and they're episodes on Fright Night, The Monster Squad, and John dies at the end. And then there's a 20 minute version of Shockwaves as a video show. Amazing. Uh, and so that was a lot of fun. And I yeah. hope I get to do more stuff with Hulu in the future. So um, yeah, I'm I'm around. God bless, awesome. man. That's a shit ton of stuff that you do, man. It's super impressive, and you know, there's no real bigger voice in oh, this stuff than, than Rob G. Man, appreciate that. He's, you're the man, dude. So. Rob G, thank you so much, man. You're coming up. Uh, we're going to Skype Mr. Hollywood right now, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. And we're going to pitch this Here we thing. Go. Pitch it. So, I hope it goes well. Just start with, look, we were, we were watching The Perfect Weapons, and, you know. We'll, done. We'll, we'll, pull we'll lead up, off with that. Snap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll pull up Snap on Spotify. We'll put the song on. Yeah. We'll... <laughs> Once he logs into Skype, we're just, it's just going to be us doing kung fu moves. There is no way that song doesn't pump you up. Like oh, right yeah. away, so yeah. be like, "Look, That's this right. how our movie's gonna start." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh man!" And it's <laughs> obvious we're gonna we're gonna go out on the show with snaps. <laughs> the power, sure. Here it is, featuring Rob G. <laughs> featuring <laughs> Rob G. <laughs> All right, no All relation. Right. Adios, everybody. <laughs> we're skyping uh, Mr. Doc Hollywood right now. So. <laughs> there you go. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thank Everyone, you. start training now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>